0: to my heart. Cause I'm waiting to hear from you. Speak to now. my heart. Hey, that's what I want you to do. My heart. Mm-hmm. Speak to my heart. Lord. Oh, give me Your holy word. If I can hear from you, then I'll know what. To I won't go on. Never go on my own. Just let your spirit guide and let your word abide. Speak to my
1: heart, Lord. Be oh, my,
0: my. Your, your holy word. If I can hear from you, if I can hear then I'll know, know what to do. I won't go on. So I'll never go on.
2: heart lord that's like my top five like god i'm going back up against the wall i ain't even got no more to give you just got to turn that song on and just let it let it loose right you just got that's like when it's like i don't got no more speak to my heart lord i love that song vanessa i picked it because it has been so hard preparing for this call ever
3: since we decided to do 21 spiritual warriors We always knew we were going to talk about Diamond Reynolds, and it has been such a journey to prepare to tell her story today, and I was like, I need this song in the beginning because God, please just guide my word so I can just do justice to this woman's story so that she doesn't just get trapped in the 10 minutes of her deepest despair, but that she can really show up as the warrior that she has been her whole life, so... Good afternoon. Good morning. Some of you on the West Coast are just waking up, just stretching. I thank God for you. I thank God for this day. I thank God for our team, everybody who puts this on. Vanessa, I'm just so deeply grateful for you every single day. Today is day four of Black History Boot Camp. Welcome if this is your first day. Congratulations if this is your first day because you just joined the ranks of the mightiest group of black women on the planet right now who are walking and who are talking and who are praying up a revolution for the ages and for generations to come. So welcome to that. Welcome to our allies who we have not mentioned. I was inspired by Diamond's extreme humanity to be gentle and to be open. And so I just want to say welcome to any allies who are listening. That includes Black men. That includes uh, women of other races. That includes anybody who ain't a Black woman. So This is day four of Black History Bootcamp. If you have not registered or been counted at blackhistorybootcamp.com because you snuck in the DMs and got the number from somebody, welcome, but just make sure that we can count you among our ranks. Our mission is to inspire a million Black women to walk with us by the end of this month, and we will need every single person to help us get to that mission, and we are believing on God that that is not only possible, but essential as we move into the most pivotal election of our lifetime. So, Vanessa how
2: are you doing today look Morgan I could give you the boot camp version because we inspired no 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 or or I could give you I had to have Angela send me a new computer because my other computer got thrown against the wall last night and I was just like (laughs) and then Angela was like do you got AppleCare and I was like Angela I don't think AppleCare don't care that I just Hurled his computer at the wall, but I have just, I'm actually doing it's amazing. Is the, it's okay. not funny. I'm doing amazing in general because I was just listening right before and we got on to this tape about gratitude. It's funny that you were saying how grateful you are. I am grateful in this moment, in the moment of like feeling maybe like I've fallen down on some on the job, on some ways, falling, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on, but I'm actually in a spirit of gratitude for all the things that are going right. And my gratitude doesn't have to be for something. It could be even in the midst of like a struggle. So I'm actually feeling amazing, but girl, look, if y'all on this call and you too, might've wanted to hurl your computer at the wall. Don't do it. Don't do it. Call God in the moment. I swear to God, you call God in that moment right before it, it, and it might not be a computer. It might be your kids that you're getting ready to snap at. It might be your spouse who you're getting ready to go off on. It might be your boss who you about to click send on that email. It might be somebody in your family and you you're in your car right now on your way over there because they're going to have to get a piece of this today. I'm just letting everybody know. Call God in the moment and ask for a second opinion. Ask for well, a second a, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> ask for the
3: first opinion. Listen, this is that's a perfect lead Vanessa, because... Actually, what we all know about Diamond is how she showed up in her hardest moments that's what we all know yes, about her definitely. and I want to yeah. better understand how to do that I want to better understand how to do that so I have some real story to share but before we get into there there's a couple things I wanted to do first I wanted to check in on your tensions but let's do that tomorrow
2: because you just threw a computer I can't go let me just remind everybody no actually that's part there. of my intention my intention is to uh, you know what my intention is to pour energy into myself over these next 21 okay. days and last night I was okay. in a moment where I just betrayed my Itself. And so actually, I was oh. throwing the computer a little bit at myself, like trust me, I actually needed to celebrate my progress and I was having like a little whatever, and it was mainly I was mad at myself for betraying myself in that moment and my commitment to like oh. being rooted and being peaceful yeah. and yeah. showing up as who I am, regardless of the atmosphere around me like that's what I'm trying to do over these 21 days, Morgan, right is like come with my own okay. blessing and energy and covering and show up in this way. Of, I'm a healed black woman, not healing. Like I need to just talk in. Like I'm a healed black woman. Like I just need to claim it and walk in that. So in the moments where I be acting like I am not a healed black woman, and I can see myself like looking outside of myself, I just be like, Good. you gotta go back to the boot camp. You gotta call Morgan and go back to the boot camp, get some more instruction.
4: And I'm glad
2: we're talking about Diamond Reynolds today, Morgan, because most importantly, I've loved this series so much. And earlier when you said, you know, over the 21 days, you knew you had to prepare because of the Diamond Reynolds story. Since we have been saying that we're going to do this 21-day prayer journey, when I tell you the enemy has been coming in every way to attack us, it actually just made me more committed to do these stories. And the story of Diamond Reynolds is actually the story of Girl Trek. So I can't wait for you to tell me about it because she is us. She is me. She is you. She is every black animal. Yeah. Well, that was the next. Let me share my intention first. I set an
3: intention to be still and to be quiet in the morning so that I can restore myself and show up in the ways I want to, both in the hard and soft, and, and I can be big enough for the assignment on my life. So I have been praying, Vanessa. I have been sitting on this little wooden block in the morning and looking at the birds, My neighbors probably wonder what's happening. It doesn't matter. I've been just slowing down in the mornings. And, oh, there has been such an overpouring in my life. There has been such an overpouring, and I'm just grateful. So anybody out there, if you have not yet set an intention for your deeply personal 21-day prayer trek or a walking journey, set it today. After this call, walk by yourself for 10, 15 more minutes and just ask yourself, what is your intention for this 21 days and how are you going to like specifically work toward that intention and share with us, it's accountability, just saying it out loud. It's one of the things I learned about Diamond is that she started recording on Facebook so that she could share her truth with the world. She would share all kinds of things on Facebook all the time, but we'll talk about that. The second thing I wanted to talk about Vanessa, before we get into the prayer and then the actual story is yeah. her story and her life. is hard. And I want to come from a place of deep compassion for where she is. And I want to give details about her life, but not in judgment. And I thought the best way to do that is to myself be vulnerable and share parts of my life that have been hard or whatever. So that people understand that I'm not coming with a spirit of judgment on this woman at all. But in fact, of sisterhood of knowing, of deep, deep knowing. So I want to know, like... If you feel like sharing anything or not, or I'm happy to share, like, yeah. how do you feel like a sister to Diamond? Like, what prepares you or qualifies you to even talk about her life with any authority?
2: Oh, that's such a good question. Let me think about it. What about you? Don't worry. I have looked a million things. Yeah. Look. No, I know. And I haven't shared
3: a lot of details about myself because I'm trying to be personal. I'm trying to keep some things sacred about my life, but I'm one generation from absolute poverty. Not even a pretend po- poverty, not even urban poverty, but like rural poverty in Crenshaw, Mississippi and rural poverty in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And my mom and my dad, just grew up like my dad is functionally illiterate and my mother is, is grappling just even with her own childhood of extreme poverty. And so yeah. my my life growing up with a single mother was hard. You might see anything in my life on Instagram and think otherwise. You might hear it the way that I talk or enunciate and think otherwise. But know that there were many, many, many Sundays where we had to put beans in the crock pot, not even on the stove, in the crock pot before church and eat beans alone when we came home because it was hard. It was hard growing up. I was by myself so much because we didn't have child care. Like, it was hard growing up. It was hard growing yeah. up. It was hard growing up in my life. So when I was reading this woman's story, I was just like... There are so many women out there right now listening to this podcast right now who don't know how they're going to make ends meet, either financially or emotionally or familially or spiritually. They don't know how they're going to make it. And I'm saying I have been there before. And even beyond poverty, I have been in spiritual depletion where i am back to the ground where i am in the deepest darkest depression you could imagine so i know what it feels like to fight i know what it feels like to fight so i was just so moved by this woman who just shows up time and time and time again as a warrior i am just so i was so moved by her the first time i saw her because i know who she is so but so if you want to share, please do. And then we're going to move into prayer by some of the most beautiful women
2: that I know. Yeah. No, thank you for your transparency. It's funny because Diamond Reynolds in like so many ways that actually like literally she is me and I am her. I'm having trouble articulating it in this moment. And I'm thinking the reason why is I think I told you this. Last year, I went to go speak at the D.C. jail. It was beautiful. And I went into the jail, and all of the women had on the jumpsuits, but they were so happy to see Girl Trek come through. And they was like, teach us the Tubman doctrine as soon as we roll up out of here. And I was telling them my whole story. And I called you after, remember? And I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot to tell them that my mama was in jail. I went there, all this stuff, like my whole childhood. I'm struggling because I just don't, I do identify as that person. I, And I do identify with those struggles. And yet I am in this battle where I'm just like, I don't want to be defined by like the, The struggle of the people around me, the poor choices that they made, the way that they harmed me, the trauma that I have because of that. So I've been doing so much work to say who I am outside of that, that in this moment, my tongue feels like it can't even roll out all of the things that it is. But mostly what I love about Diamond Reynolds, Morgan, I felt this about Corey Bush as well. It's funny. They are the everyday Black women that when you and I sat down 10 years ago to start Girl Trek, we were like, we never see Black women like this, like on social media or being celebrated or being uplifted. And in particular... I have felt growing up as a Black woman that there was a respectability politics to all of the other affinity groups that I would have wanted to be a part of, and I, all of those other affinity groups were assessing me and deciding that I wasn't appropriate for their group because I had did one thing or the other, and trust me, I did all the things they're saying I did, so just I'm going to keep it real. But it was like the Jack and the Jills, the Lynx, the Deltas, the AKAs, the, all this, those places there was not a place for me. There was like so much judgment. So when I see Diamond Reynolds, I think of all the places that actually she wanted to show up in where somebody told her that because of the way she looked or the way she talked or the whatever, that she wasn't the warrior who she was. And so I'm proud that we're going to talk about this moment because baby, baby, what she did in that car like vast warrior. That was a warrior to show up like that outside of her body, outside of her daughter's crying, outside of her, the love of her life bleeding and say, I'm going to bring justice in this situation. So yeah, it's hard. This is going to be a hard conversation and call, but I think it's going to be a call full of celebration for all the black girls. Who got one tip? No no, 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 no. Right now, <laughs> all of you, you couldn't get to the thing and you got that one tip and you're trying to hide your pinky fold in your hand so you could go up to the meeting. Hope the people don't see. That's all right. Just show up in there, anyways. Just show up in there, anyways. <laughs> I want to go into prayer. So we asked two
3: women who who have figured out a kind of wholeness in their own lives. They are organizers in New Jersey. They have a friendship that Vanessa and I both aspire to, and they just bring such joy, and we wanted to have them pray with us today. So let's go ahead and pray. Let's turn in, and then let's get ready for this story.
4: Hello, Girl Track community. This is Kicking Karen, and I'm with my forever friend, Dancing Dynamic Debbie. And it brings us so much joy to pray with you today. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you that you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you told us to walk by faith, not by sight. But this year, it hasn't been really easy to walk by faith and not by sight. There's so many things that are around us that can just be bringing us down. But you said for us to fight, the fight, the good fight of faith. And it is a good fight. You told us not to give up. You promised if we draw near to you that you would draw near to us. And we're going to do that just like that woman who was bleeding and just couldn't stop bleeding. But all she had to do was just touch the hem of Jesus' garment and she was made whole. And she stood up and said, yes, I'm the one who touched you. And Jesus turned around and told her, yes, your faith is what made you well. Sisters, we have to hold on to our faith. Do not give up. I am so thankful for this Girl Trek prayer walk and talk. Lord knows I needed it. I don't know how many other women needed it. Don't give up. Even if you're at your lowest point, don't give up. And And God, I just want to thank you for my forever friend, Debbie. So many times we pray and we walk together. So many times we've done that. Debbie, don't we always pray every single Friday?
5: Yes, we do pray every single Friday. And each time we have the opportunity of when we go, our heads might be down. But when we finish, we feel so lifted, Lord. Because, Lord, you are God of mercy. You're everlasting. His truth endureth forever. Lord, you are faithful. When we wake up the morning, dear Father, we can see the sunshine. That shows your faithfulness, dear Father. To see, dear Father, the trees and and the seasons change, that shows your faithfulness, dear Father. For at times, dear Father, we're saying, where are you? You might not come when we want you to, dear Father, but you always come on time dear lord I pray dear father for those sisters who are feeling so alone right now dear lord I pray dear father that they would feel your hand of mercy of grace of love dear father surrounding them dear father I pray for those sisters that are in need dear father that someone would come alongside them dear father and lift them up dear father I pray dear father for those women who are about to give up lord that they would Hold to your unchanging hand, Lord, for you are a God of love, Lord, that they would see you, dear Father, that they would know you, dear Lord, that they, dear Father, would feel your mercy and your grace, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come alongside and pray, dear Father, for our sisters, the 900,000 that are here already in the 1 million and beyond, dear Lord, that will be coming alongside, Lord. We're declaring the 1 million plus, dear Lord. We're lifting up Vanessa and Morgan, dear Father, your servants, dear Lord, that they continue to fight the good fight of faith, Lord. So we thank Thank you. you. And we praise you. It is in Jesus' name that we do pray.
3: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So let's get into it, Vanessa. On July 6, 2016, we were all privy to something that happened in uh, Minnesota. There was a woman and the man she loved deeply. The woman was Diamond. And Diamond Reynolds was with her then-boyfriend, Philando Castile, and her daughter, Deanna, who was four years old, was sitting in the back seat. They were actually taking a scenic route home because he liked to surprise her with beautiful drives. It was the one thing that they could do together, and they were driving home. And they were going home down a road that she said she always felt uncomfortable because it was kind of dark. So they were driving home down that road, and... We all know what happened. A pair of police officers who had known each other from college were behind them. They turned on their sirens. They said that there was a broken taillight or brake light. We later found out there was no such broken light. They just pulled him over. It's important here for you to know that Philando could still... Not only was an upstanding citizen, not only was the supervisor at a middle school cafeteria, but a hardworking and a good man. And it's important for you to know that her friends made fun of her, actually, because she always dated the kind of extrovert kind of men. But Phil, as she calls him, was different and he was really quiet. And her friends was like, how are you going to date somebody on mute? And she was like, whatever. She was like, he takes good care of me and my daughter. And I love him. I love what it feels like to wake up next to him. Like she just was in love with him. And he was just a good man. And so the police came to the side of the car, And the police asked for driver's in registration, and they complied, and he reached into the glove compartment to get his registration or his license, and he realized it was in his pocket. He announced to the police officer, he said, I'm going to go into my pocket and get my driver's license. I need you to know that I have a firearm, but I have a permit to carry, and it's also in my waistband, but I am going for my driver's license. She explained it to the officer as well. They were trying to be upstanding citizens. Now, I want to depart to say he had a great reason to have a firearm because they were living in poverty. They were living in a community where every single system had failed them, where robbery, prostitution, where absolute violence was around them all the time. And so he was her protector. She called him that all the time. And so they were trying to do their best to follow the law. It's also important to know that he had been pulled over 47 times that year. 40. Seven my nine. god so they actually knew the protocol they knew how to put their hands up they knew how to do everything right and you can tell even in her video even after her boyfriend so let me just finish the story the police officer had his gun drawn when polando started reaching into his pocket as soon as he heard the word firearm he pulled a gun on them and he had the guns drawn. and he said don't move, don't move. And they're like, we're not moving. Like we're not, we're standing here. And the police officer opened fire and he shot many times into the car and he hit Orlando five times and he killed him. And that murder also put Diamond Reynolds in great danger and her daughter in great danger. They later found shell casings on both the daughter and Diamond's feet So the gun was still drawn and the police officer begins to explain what happened to his partner. And as he is explaining, Diamond pulls out her phone and begins to record and report live what is happening so that her story and the story of the man she loves does not get twisted in wickedness. And she was the calmest and most beautiful, just completely present voice begins to explain what happened, and while she's explaining what happens, the police still has this gun drawn on her and is still asking her question, and she is responding using words of kindness, like, no, sir, yes, sir, I am here, sir, and she is saying, I cannot believe it, and she is talking to her daughter with such kindness and comfort, and she just released to God's presence in her life and was able to capture the moment that we have all been trying to explain of absolute injustice. She was able to be a vessel of God's just absolute loving presence and she was able to be fearless. But I don't want to define her in those 10 10 minutes. She recorded for 10 minutes until they took her out of that car live. She was still recording until they handcuffed this woman and you heard the clink of the handcuffs, she was still recording, until they put her in the back of a police car, and her daughter was pleading with her mom, please don't say anything. She was still recording, as she comforted her baby girl that I am not going to get shot, that we are abiding by the law. She was still recording, until they kicked the phone out of her hand. And for 10 minutes, she served us. Immunity. She served this liberation movement at the most tragic moment of terrorism against black men, against black people. That man was hunted down. He had been pulled over so many times. And he lay there bleeding in front of her. And she told her story to all of us. And yet, that is not even the most dynamic part of her story. The most dynamic part of her story is that she even chose to love this man. The most dynamic part of her story is that she had been homeless just weeks before that. The most dynamic part of her story is that they couldn't even, with his paycheck and her paycheck, she worked at the dollar store and she worked at a motel. They could not even find what they needed to pay their rent and get food. But earlier that day, their sister had helped them go grocery shopping. Now, he is a nutrition specialist and he can't even pay to feed his family. But best part of the story is that they decided to love each other. That in the midst of all kinds of violence and pain and disruption, that they had decided to love each other anyway. And beyond that, just days after the murder, there's a beautiful story written by a man named Eli. I don't remember his last name in the Washington Post. You all should read it. And it is an account of her life just days after the shooting. And just days after the shooting, what we learned about Diamond is that she got evicted from her house just days after the shooting. What we learned about Diamond is that she no longer had transportation because they took the car in for investigation And because we actually know what it feels like in poverty when you have to keep on using stuff anyway, even though it has the blood of your family members on it. We know what that's like. I know what that's like. So she no longer had a car. She was getting evicted from her house. He flew in the morning to Good Morning America to interview about what had happened and how she found the strength. And while she was there, her house got robbed and ransacked that she came home and she kept it moving. That just days after she took Philando's clothes to the laundry mat and washed that man's clothes so that we could have some dignity in this household. That she kept part of his shirt that still smelled like his cologne, that he found the kind of dignity to still smell good for his woman, that he was not overwhelmed by his poverty, but he still smelled good for his woman. I'm going to tell you that her spiritual warriorship is the same spiritual warriorship that you see when you go to the dollar store and see the women who got their nails painted, who got their hair done, who got their lashes on. In fact, she said when she came home, she said she was going to move into a new apartment, but the new apartment wasn't ready. There was still black mold in the apartment. There was still just absolute disrepair, like slumlord type disrepair in the new apartment. So the social worker who was working with her said, your new apartment's not ready yet. She said she didn't know what she was going to do because she was evicted. But she said, oh, no, 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 no. I know how to advocate for myself. She went over to the new apartment. They recognized her from Come Morning America, and they said, we're sorry, Ms. Reynolds. We can let you in the apartment now, but it's just not ready. She went into the apartment, and it was, it was disgusting, the apartment. And so she started recording again. Her lawyers had told her that she had to take all of her social media down, but she was on her friend's social media because he had been arrested and was in jail. And she just, that was her voice. So she started recording to show this is the apartment that people who are on assistance get, and it's not right. And I'm—and so if anybody has any bleach and wants to come over here and help me clean, please do. I'm on it. I'm on it, Vanessa. She said, I'm on it. So she cleaned the apartment, and... Of course. Except before she went to the apartment, she put her lashes on. That's the best part of the whole
2: story. Yes, it is. (laughs) She she
3: put her lashes on. And I'm telling y'all to put your lashes on today. I am telling y'all that the kind of spirit that allows you to show up when everything is against you, when everything is against you. The kind of spirit that allows you to still put your lashes on, to still hit record, to still tell your story, to still remain calm to your baby girl when she's terrified, to still hold a birthday party just days later. That is the kind of spiritual warriorship that we come from. It is the kind of perseverance, it is the kind of releasing to God that we come from to survive. And I am telling you, don't give up. And Vanessa, that is not even the best Mm story. The best Mm. part of her story is that she, in front of the entire world, was still not afraid to fold into vulnerability, to allow her emotions to be seen, to cry, to wail, to ask for help. She even went on I Amla's show, Fix My Life, to great, great criticism, actually. People, including Philando's family, were saying, stop doing that. Like, let him rest. And she's saying, I'm trying to heal. I am trying to heal.
2: Yeah. yeah. Her cousin created a GoFundMe after because... Here's the crazy thing, Morgan. I have going to interrupt through. there, too. I have to interrupt here to say this, because this is what the world does to Black women. She labored for us showed up for us, did the work for us. And then we like, thank you for doing that work. Now, please fall back, go silent, be invisible, and don't come here and disrupt. That is actually what the world is saying. They were like, thank you for doing this part of this thing, but now we no longer need your service, which is a thing that happens to Black women over and over and over again. It is why, actually, we must ignore. you. We must put the lashes on because it's that Audre Lorde, like we was never meant to survive anyways. Every day something is trying to kill you, Lucille Clifton. So wake up anyways. Do it all the way. Red lipstick, red hair, eyelashes. Show up in, as big, as bold as you can almost morgan so that people are forced even to make eye contact with you right for like we should not shrink anymore we shouldn't shrink anymore and i saw a lot of the social media that she was doing after like on her friend's page and like a lot of the people was like dang can't she fall back or dang ain't she seeking and i'm just thinking wait she just went through this thing five shots into the love of her life while she sat think of the car and how small it is morgan Think of how small a car is and you're sitting in the passenger seat of the car and this is happening. And then the way she talked so calmly to her baby girl afterwards, all of those things she did. And then the level of criticism that she got after, she got criticism even for the Good Morning America show. Some people were criticizing the way she looked, the way her hair was. It was insane. It is still insane. And I actually even believe right now there is still even a level of judgment today when people look back on both her and Philando Castillo, where they have to run through the fact that he worked at the school, he did all the things, because they, their minds believe somehow they must have deserved or brought upon themselves what happened to them somehow by the way they were moving in the world, looking, showing up, etc. It's infuriating. Yeah. It is. No, it is infuriating. And...
3: Yeah, so Vanessa, I mean, I clearly remember. So she's still on her healing journey, and she's very publicly on her healing journey. And I actually want to play a clip from when she was on Ayanla, because Ayanla's like, you don't have to live in this trauma. I mean, people are judging Ayanla too. And I just say God bless anybody who's trying to heal black women because Ayanla was was helping this woman and she was like, I don't know how to get past this moment or this day where I lost the man who was my protector. She was like, I don't know how to get past it. She was, I don't want him to rest in peace because I want him here with me. And so she's explaining it to him. And so Ayanla's helping her do this, this tapping technique where you tap on your forehead, tap on your wrist, on all your medians, and speak life over yourself. So I just want to play a little bit of that so you can even hear her voice and her fight.
1: Come with me. Shake hands a little bit. Come right here with me. Philando's gone. Philando is gone. Philando's gone. Philando's gone. Philando's gone. And all that we had planned together. And All that we had planned together. That's gone too. That's gone too. And it breaks my heart it breaks my heart really breaks my heart really breaks my heart when I think that he's gone when I think about that he's gone yeah but I'm here but I'm here yeah and I have the memory of him and I have my memories of him and I have his love and I have his love because love never dies love never dies so I get to still love Philando so I get to still love Philando and I get to claim my life I get to claim my life. I get to create my life. I get to create my life. I get to live my life. I get to live my life. Loving myself. Loving myself. Loving Philando. Loving Philando. opening the door. In opening the door. To be loved again. To be loved again. I get to choose. I get to choose. How to live. How to live. How to love. How, How to move. love. How to remember. How to remember. How to move forward. How to move forward. I get to choose. I get to choose. Get to choose. Yay me. Yay,
0: Yay
1: me! Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs>
3: wow. Wow. Did you hear that voice change? Yeah. The certainty? <gasps> yeah.
0: Uh-huh. yeah.
3: So I want you all to know that you get to choose today, that you get to choose because, I mean, so many of us are struggling out here. We just are, and then there are so many of us who refuse to be defined by that struggle. Vanessa, you, like anybody else, are a spiritual warrior, and you refuse. You wouldn't even talk about it as struggle today. You refuse to be defined. I always want you to talk about it because I don't know that people even understand where you came from, Vanessa, but you refuse to be defined by it in this way that I just deeply respect. And I want anybody out there listening who is in grief from the treatment of our people, who is in grief from the absolute injustice that we are suffering I want you to know it's okay to be sad. And I want you to know that you can also show up and not be defined by that struggle. You can also show up and recreate your life because if Diamond can do it, we can do it. And I also heard something, Vanessa, that even now she just, she struggles even to get a job. And I was like, first of all, the fact that Diamond Reynolds doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, but that she's a footnote on a tragedy,
2: right. it's for Say us that. to
3: fix. It's for us to fix. It so somebody create a Wikipedia fix. page for her. And somebody in Minnesota give her a job and if nobody gets her a job her job at Girl Trek. So if you know Diamond I, was getting know, I know somebody hiring her <laughs> by herself. We I know somebody hiring too and it's Girl Trek. So I'm saying We will give her a job because there's no way you can labor spiritually for our community, show up time and time again, make people laugh, serve people behind the counters of stores and workshops, all sorts of things, be classroom teachers, all the labor that we do. There's no way that you can show up for that and that we as sisters don't notice. So I am noticing Diamond beyond the 10 minutes of her tragedy. I am noticing her life and I am thankful for it, Vanessa, and I am in absolute awe and worship of what it takes to show up in those moments, so so yes. the next time you feel a hard girl, let's just remember her story, and let's just yes. not be defined by any of the pain we're feeling, and let's just show up, sister, let's show. Up. No,
2: actually, Morgan, so. when you, I want to say this, when you were describing, and you described it so heart-wrenchingly, what happened in the car, I was like, that's actually the thing when I was saying earlier today, like, that's what I'm looking for that level of calm in the storm you see what I'm saying? Like, I shall not be moved. Like, my truth is my truth. Who I am is who I am. And I'm going to have the presence of mind and the faith in God to in any single moment, like not be ruffled by what is happening around me and to do what needs to be done. Like, that was actually part of like my hope and prayer over this 21 days. So her story in particular, I'm going to hold it with me. I'm going to remember. And I'm going to be like, if Diamond can show up like this, and you know, you could do better, girl. (laughs) Vanessa, (laughs) you know, you're good to and you know. know, I think
3: sometimes Vanessa people mystify what we do as like some kind yes. of divine intervention, which it is, trust you me. I mean, I'm reminded of that story that I know you've heard about tell people listening of the woman in the South African truth and reconciliation trials when she's talking yes. about being raped by Africana police and she said I was watching from above as my body was lying there. And I was like, we have been separated spiritually from our bodies for so long so that we can survive. So it's like, I understand spiritual, actual skills, right? Like the matrix was made about us, not playing. But I'm also suggesting that this is practice for her, that this is that this is muscle memory of when the lights get shut off, light a candle of when you get an evicted, call your homegirls. You know what said? I mean, it's like a muscle memory of resilience. And it's why I'm offended when people ask me about resilience, because it's like, don't you know, we invented the word. Don't you know that everything came to kill us and failed? Don't you understand this is the practice every day of rebounding when every pressure is pushing us down? Of a re- so like this kind of weakness of somehow painted, it's not actually true. She was already a warrior in that car. She was already a warrior in that car. And so, yeah, and she credits God. She's like, listen, God came over me and God keeps coming over her every single day so that she can survive. So I'm saying God is in the small moments when nobody's watching and I want y'all to rebound. In the small moments, yeah. I want you to rebound. So
2: that's what we have for today. <laughs> and in that spirit. You know, I'm, I'm laughing. Again. I'm laughing yeah. because I'm only laughing because when you were just saying, call your friend when you get evicted. I was thinking one time when I was getting evicted and one time when my car's getting repossessed, I called to Hushan, my girlfriend. And she had two kids, y'all, but she was a rider. She is a rider. When I tell you she rolled up with her two baby girls, I'm like, how are we evicted? We were trying to block those people with her car to try to get me a big the apartment. But it's like, you need some friends who are just going to show up for you. Like, I don't know. One time, the guy was trying to get my Nissan Maxima out the back, so she blocked in with her car so he couldn't, like, roll it out. He was, was like, yeah, ain't nowhere where you can go. So I just want to shout out all my friends, the diamond Reynolds in my life, who, who have come through over the years. I appreciate you, and I hope to be there for you in the same way one day.
3: <laughs> yes, you've a diamond up Oh, last thing I want to say, she called herself lavish. And I was like, because she was lavish. That's what I'm saying. Yes, she is a diamond. Yes. And like, we better lavish a diamond up in our lives. Y'all hear me? In our lives. Because it's not going to get easier over the next month or so. But we better be tough and start planning for the futures we want. Like Ayama told her, start creating the futures we want and stop reacting to these people's oppressions. Like, that's what this prayer check is about. So pray that over your life. And so I am just, listen, I want to go out and worship and presence and showing up now for ourselves. If you were feeling sad on this call, now I want you to worship and rebound. So I thought I could play one of my favorite worship songs as we go out. And it is by William Murphy. And I hope that you all are love William semester. Murphy. I do, do my favorite. Too,
2: I, don't
0: know. I do too, girl. I do too. All
3: right. Come on, All right, so, through, man
2: Yes,
0: we'll see y'all tomorrow. Be well, everyone. In this atmosphere, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Oh, I'm gonna have to sing along with this Whom one. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Mm. The Lord is my life's salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. (laughs) I will wait. Trust in You, yes, Lord. Say, I will trust in You. Y'all help me. The Lord is my light. Everybody sing. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I be afraid? No, no. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall? I I will I will wait on you raise your voice I will wait on you yeah, say it again I will trust in you yeah, sing I will trust in you the next part goes like this listen, I want you to go home singing this I will remain Confident in this, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Come on, you say, I will remember. I will remain, I will remain, confident in this, I will see. I will see the To do but I will wait on you. Oh, yes, yeah. I will trust in you. Oh, God, 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 God. Yeah, Lord. I will trust. Your hands and receive Bishop James Morton I will trust in the Lord I will trust in the Lord Trust in the Lord till I